Victory Alabang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Alright, hello Victory family. Hello everyone, hello everyone from the auditorium and for those, for those of you who are watching online, nabubulol ako, okay? I was so touched with that video. Okay, we just give the Lord a hand this morning. Uh, you know, it's an amazing, it's an amazing time just uh, worshiping the Lord uh, in this auditorium. And I believe that everybody just somehow felt the presence of God. I'd like to greet everyone a very happy new year. Would you kindly just greet the person beside you? Happy new year. Happy new year. For those of you watching at home, happy new year. Uh, I hope that you're all doing fine. Uh, hope you're also encouraged with our year-end report. Uh, I also touched with that um, scene, um, you know, just watching all the different things that happened throughout the year. Uh, in the past months, uh, we came together in prayer and giving uh, to provide relief for our kababayans, which resulted in overflow. And uh, we are so grateful that, you know, during this Christmas season, uh, true to what we have been doing for the past uh, couple of years, I think, I think for maybe three years, we've been doing like Love the City, Gift in Noche Buena, uh, giving out to people who are in need. And this year, we also did that. Uh, through your generosity, I would like to thank you. We were able to prepare Noche Buena bags for the staff and the frontliners of our ITM. Can we just give a lot of hand for that? And as of December 21st, all the bags of uh, Love the City, the red bags, you're familiar with the red bags, uh, about 1,300, more than 1,300 bags have been given uh, to various uh, recipients, flood victims, frontliners, and we praise God for His goodness and for the generosity of the church. And it's really a privilege to be a channel of blessing both in our city and beyond. So once again, thank you. Thank you for your generosity. Can we just give Lord another hand for that? Thank you, church, for um, you know continuing to just be a blessing to others. And today happens to be a you know uh, the last Sunday. I'm not sure if uh, we will miss 2020. It's the last Sunday of the year 2020. And uh, many people have tried to cancel 2020. Well, you don't have to cancel it anymore, okay? It's about to end. And uh, <laughs> I heard amen at the back, okay? <laughs> How many of you are glad that 2020 is about to end? <laughs> okay, um, you know, some are glad, some are grateful. There's so many different emotions that we can actually feel towards this year. And we're given an opportunity to look back at the past year, take stock, take an inventory of where we are, what we have. Uh, I remember a preaching that I made the last Sunday of 2019. And I was preaching from Mark chapter 4. And it was a story of Jesus when he was riding the boat. And he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Remember that preaching? Not sure if you remember that, but I remember that very vividly. I was preaching in a Kasha hotel, and I was preaching that as if it's almost like prophetically, because as Jesus was saying that, uh, you know, let us go over to the other side. And so they went inside the boat, and then the great storm, everybody say great storm. Great storm hit that boat, you know, almost like drowning the disciples, and that boat almost sank. And I remember Jesus saying and declaring to the storm, peace, be still. And it's almost like a preparation of what we are about to encounter in 2020. Peace. Everybody say peace. Peace, be still. Indeed, a great storm hit all of us. It's a global storm. We're on the other side of 2020. 
And how many of you know that Jesus is indeed faithful to His Word? Let us go over to the other side. And He took us to the other side. This is the last Sunday of 2020. And we're about to close 2020. This year is almost over. And we're about to start a brand new year, 2021. How many of you are expectant of new things in 2021? Come on now. Lord, salamat. Thank you so much, God, for the grace. Thank you for the amazing grace that He has given to all of us. And what's interesting was when we were fasting, beginning of the year 2020 and even in the middle of the year, the theme of the fast was what? Amazing grace. That was the theme of the prayer and fasting when we started this year. And I believe that that is what sustained all of us. We truly have needed and received the grace of God for everything that we have experienced. You know, we're about to ring out 2020 and about to reel in 2021. And we've started 2020 with a bang. Brand new year, a brand new decade altogether. And what we're... As our declaration was 2020 vision. It, you know, it's, it's a declaration. And when you talk about 2020, it speaks about clarity. And indeed, the year 2020 has brought us so much clarity in the midst of all this chaos. And even our church focus, our theme was the word grow. Everybody say grow. Remember that? We had several teachings on that. We had several uh, you know, equipping for, especially for the leaders. You know, it is to be a season of spiritual growth, growth in prayer, growth in walking in the will of God, growth in, you know, honoring God, in fruitfulness, in the knowledge of God. But 2020 was a year of so many challenges. And we've seen that in, our, in the video earlier. Taal volcano eruption, the earthquake, the economic crisis, Plenty of storms and other calamities and this pandemic that we haven't seen in our lifetime. You know, according to an article online that I have read, there's a, there have been more than a hundred disasters worldwide ever since the lockdown. Different kinds of disaster. And yet, there is a new year that is about to come. Many people are saying that this new year will be a year of recovery. And how many of you believe that? Or are in faith for that? That this year... 2021 will be a year of recovery. So I, I want to just share a preaching from the very last book of the Bible. And if you have your Bibles with you, could you, could you open it to uh, Revelation chapter 21? And we're going to be reading from the very last book, second to the last chapter, Revelation 21, just one verse. And for those of you who are watching uh, at home, uh, go ahead and uh, open your digital device or maybe a regular Bible I'm reading from the ESV version. I'd like to invite everyone to stand with me as we read the Word of God together. And since this is just one verse, I'd like to just invite everybody to read along with me with your beautiful voices behind the face mask. Let's all read from Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. Revelation chapter 21, beginning in verse 5, just one verse. Ready? One, two, three. And he who was seated on the throne, said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray. 
Father, indeed, your words are true. Your words give us life and hope. Lord, when you said you are making all things new, I pray that we would be um, keen on what the Holy Spirit is doing in our midst, God. Open up our spiritual eyes to see that indeed you are doing something new in the world today, in our midst, in our community, in our nation, in our families, even among us. And I thank you that you will infuse a fresh dose of faith and hope for all of us who would hear this word. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a faithful God. Thank you for watching over us over the year 2020. And thank you for being there and will continue to be there for us in 2021 and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. You will be seated. You know, many of us love new things. You know, how many of you like new things? You know, receiving new things or maybe buying new things from Lazada. Of course, you buy normally new things from Lazada, right? You know, we like new things, new clothes, new books, new gadgets, new beginnings. We like new movies, new K-drama, new days, new directions, maybe trying out new restaurants, you know, even meeting new friends. We like that. There's something about the word new that just shouts out opportunity and possibility. No matter how bad things have become, no matter what may have happened this year, no matter how bad you've messed things up or how monotonous your life has been, all of that can be erased when you hear the word new year or new. And we have read in the text, you know, when we started, it stated, Behold, I am making all things new. Can you, can you say that with me? All things new. All things new. And, you know, Jesus was saying that and declaring that, Behold, I am making all things new. It is the Lord Jesus who was saying this. If you have a regular, you know, red-letter Bible, it's actually marked out in red. And normally the red-letter words are words of Christ. And interestingly, as, you know, as Jesus is saying this, it's, he speaks about the, he has the divine power to create and to regenerate. Behold, I am making. The very words of Logos himself. I mean, who can make but God himself, the maker of heaven and earth? And we've read that and we've preached about that in the previous weeks, that he is Logos. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Nothing that has been created can be created without him. And he said that I am making all things new. It's actually a present progressive tense. He didn't say, I made all things. How many of you know that even in the last, the very last words, the last book of the Bible, God is still in the process of making new things. Amen. And how many of you are looking forward to new things in your life? New things in your job, new things in your family, new things in your health. New things with your finances. New things with your, maybe your status in life. From single to new thing. And we like that. There's so much creating power that is packed 
in this word. I am creating or I am making new things. And there is nothing that stands outside that statement. And how many of you know that when you talk about new things and God declaring new things, that is all-inclusive? It is not just about talking about just, you know, the heavens and the earth and, you know, the stars, the moon and the planet. But it's a daily thing. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the one who watches over us. He was present in the past. He's walking with us today. He will be coming back in the future. And that same God is the one that is declaring, I will make all things new. My question for us today is, what needs to be made new in your life? What needs to be made new in your life? Maybe your health. Maybe, I don't know, your love for your spouse to be made new. Or maybe a new love for a spouse. Maybe your love for God. Or maybe just you. You need to be made new. You know, God makes all things new no matter what state you're in right now at this point in time in your life. God will make it new. And it's just one time of the year, but every, not just one time, but I believe every single day, God can make things new for us. It is interesting that the last book of the Bible is talking about the beginning of new things. What an irony. The very last book, as we flip the page, I already see weights and measures in the concordance in my Bible. And yet, he is saying, I am still making all things new. What's interesting about this is the context of this passage is the beginning of the end of the age. And there is a new heaven and a new earth that is coming sometime in the future. We don't know when it is. And people are asking, you know, some of the pastors are being asked, pastors or pastor, is this the end times already? Are we living in the end time? And how many of you know that the answer to that is a resounding yes? We are living in the end time. The end is near. And some of you are scared already. Nothing to be scared about the end because the end is beautiful. Amen. It's going to be a victorious end. Come on now. It's going to be a glorious end for all of us. The believers, the church, the bride of Christ. There's going to be a grand wedding. There's going to be a big feast. There's going to be a reunion with, you know, he who came, the first, Jesus, is going to come back again. And he's coming back for a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Guess what? When Jesus comes back, you and I, were going to be perfect. How many of you wish that you can be perfect? Right? I mean, that there's no flaw. If you look at your face in the mirror, that there's no, whatever, lines. That your character is molded in the character of Jesus. That we're we're no longer struggling with sin and temptation. That there's no more debt. That there's no more pain. There's no more sorrow. There's no more depression. There's no more alienation. There's no more loneliness. There's no more betrayal. Perfection is the promise of God for at the very end. In fact, the Apostle Peter was writing about this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. He said, the end of all things 
is near. Therefore, be what? Be alert. Be sober-minded so that you may pray. The end of all things is near. Look at the person beside you. Just tell that word. Near. Near. It's near. And you know, when God says it's near, we don't know what dimension that is. Because for the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day. You know, when Peter was writing this letter at about 62-63 AD, you know, he was writing about the time that the coming of the Lord is near, but he was also writing about personally his end, literally. It came two years after he wrote this letter when Emperor Nero killed him. And Peter had been talking about this end times at least now for about almost 2,000 years already. When he was writing this, it's almost 2,000 years ago when he wrote that. And Matthew 24 gives us a picture of the signs of the last days, wars, rumors of wars, famine, and earthquake. We felt it December 25. It's a Christmas earthquake. And we thought, wow, things are shaking. Storms, false prophets, lewdness, increase of evil. I mean, you can read Matthew chapter 24. Verse 8 says, all these things are the beginning of birth pains. We are just starting. But the reality is no one really knows when that time will come. We are all living in the last days. But yet, if you are in Christ, how many of you know that there's nothing to fear? But just an eager expectation and longing to see the return of our glorious King, Jesus Christ. We must be ready. We must be alert. We must be sober-minded. We must be prayerful. I want to share three thoughts, three things that God wants to make new. You know, as we end this year 2020, you know, by the way, this is historic for you because you happen to be here as you close the service and you're attending the last service of the year of the pandemic. They say that this is the year when we stayed home, but guess what? You're in the center. Wow. But those of you who are staying home, this is historic also. Things that God wants to make new. First is, He wants to give us a new year. Hello. How many of you know that we'll see each other again next year? (laughs) It's going to be a new year. We're specially ready for a new year. 2021. Maybe some of you need to just change your mindset already. You need to start writing, you know, your checks from 2020, 2021. You know, many have grown a little weary because of the difficulties brought by this pandemic, hardships in the economy, and we are glad to escape from what has been to many 12 months of great trial. We're glad to somehow see it to an end and looking forward to a brand new chapter altogether to, you know, to begin in about five days. Today is December 27. It's a rainy day. Many of us are perhaps wondering what kind of year will 2021 be? It's supposed to be a new year. To some people, 
that may mean that it will not be the same as the old year. How many of you are in faith that it will be a bit different? 2021. But perhaps many of us here are also hoping that the new year will be a much better one, a really new year without all the old problems and trials that we have all faced in 2020. You know, I saw a post on IG the other day, I think yesterday, it might be CNN Philippines, and they were asking what people most look forward to in 2021. And there were some comments down there. And I read some of the comments, and some of the answers were, you know, a COVID-free Philippines, to uh, no more corruption in government, to a change in government, can you imagine that, to a better health system, finding a new job, maybe new vaccine to be released already. There's a guy from the U.S., he said, to visit my girlfriend in the Philippines. Better days. And somebody wrote, no 2020 version 2. A year that will be filled with much goodness and health, peace, happiness, prosperity for all of us. You know, that's our hope and desire. The people are still greeting one another. Happy New Year. Is it really going to be a happy new year? Hoping for better things than what we had before. You know, unfortunately, not every new year in the past has actually fulfilled or uh, all our expectation or maybe our goals that we have set for the year. You know, many of us started writing faith goals beginning of this year, 2020, only to see them evaporate by February. You have planned for, you know, maybe a vacation. You've planned for trips, for travels. You've planned for, I don't know, planned for your wedding that's grand. Planned for a lot of things. And some of those plans did not come into fruition. Instead, many have experienced pain, sickness, loss of loved ones, loss of jobs and opportunities. Some have gone through bouts of depression and extreme loneliness. But yet, how many of you know that there's still a lot of blessings that 2020 has brought us? I believe that if you will just open your eyes and see what God has been doing, not even just behind the scenes, but in front of us, there's a lot of realizations, a lot of new things that is given to us, a lot of blessings. New babies came, a lot of them. New relationships, new weddings, new creativity, new ideas to earn income because you lost your job or maybe your salary's been cut. But, you know, somehow God has been faithful in making sure that His covenant to help you create wealth is still there. Amen. Come on now. God continued to provide for His people. Maybe a new life in Christ, being saved. And I see that there's some of you watching, some of you are here, who've been saved this year, 2020, a milestone year. Some of you, you know, got baptized this year. Some of you, you know, uh, was able to have a better walk with the Lord this year. And as time went by, you know, each year has brought its shares of, you know, blessings and even maybe woes without any expectation or exemption rather, you know, 
this year 2020 has been maybe epic in a sense that it has brought so much burden for all of us. Talagang kakaiba yung 2020. We can easily predict that for the years that are to come as well, each new year will present to us a surprising mixture of blessing and difficulties. But one thing that we can actually take confidence in the new year is this, in 2021, that God is with us. Amen. Everybody say, God is with us. God is with us. He was with us in this year that's about to end. He is going to be with us in the new year that's about to begin. You know, I remember in Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19, I'd like to read that. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. It says, though the fig tree, and somehow this describes or this depicts what 2020 is. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no uh, food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord, verse 19, is my strength. Amen. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. Even if we feel that 2020 has been a fruitless year, a year of disasters, a year of, you know, losing a lot. Yet God has been there to sustain us and carry us through. You know, I also found this online. This is a picture, I don't know, of, of a lion. Maybe this is Aslan. And it says, year 2020, we fall, we break, we fail, but then we rise. We heal. We overcome. Year 2021. Amen. And we're hoping that this is the year of recovery. Amen. Can we just give a lot of praise for that? You know what gives me confidence that that is true is because after the crucifixion and the death comes the resurrection. And it seems like, yeah, it's a Friday, but guess what? Sunday's coming. The resurrection Sunday is coming. You know, even if there is death, God can make all things new. Amen. God can bring life even to the dead. That's an amazing God that we serve. And you can actually just believe and declare that, God, thank you so much. You're making all things new. This year will be a year of new things for me. New things for my family. New hope. New faith. New joy. New peace. New provision, new prosperity. A year of new beginnings. That's my second point. New beginnings. When, when, when God gives us a new year that rolls in, it's a chance for us to start fresh. Right? You throw off, not really throw off, but you know, you set aside your old planner and then you bring out those new planners. Maybe from... CBTL or Starbucks, drink all the coffee you can and get all the planner you have. And, you know, you write again from a fresh slate things that you can expect God to do in this new year. You know, but what I have been doing really in the past couple of years is to 
have a daily gratitude log. That every single day to find at least two, two or three things that I can actually thank God for. And as I look back in the gratitude log that I had for the year 2020, guess what? That notebook is full. It's full. It's not just 25 days of gratitude. It's 365 days of gratitude. Because there's a lot of things that we can actually thank God for every single day. Indeed, when the Bible says, this is the Lord, the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we can actually write things that we can actually thank God for every single day. And let me just encourage you to do that. Aside from the planner that you have, fresh start, fresh new beginnings, go start a year gratitude log every single day. Just find one, two, maybe three things that you want to thank God for. Thank God that I get to attend this service. You can actually log that already today. Thank God that I am in good health, in good shape. Thank God. You know, there's a lot of things and things that happen significantly or maybe a small blessing. New beginnings. Reset, restart, refresh. I mean, I like these terms. People write faith goals or maybe New Year's resolution. You know, guess what? The gym still won't be full due to limited capacity. Normally, during this time, first two weeks, you know, gyms are full. Maybe not this time. Because some gyms can only accommodate maybe five or ten people at a time nowadays. People will start to diet again. Right? IF, Atkins, Seafood, South Beach. Where was South Beach? Bulletproof diet. You know, by the way, it's a great time to start preparing for the fast. January 11 to 15, as we start this new year, we're going to fast. And the theme for our fast this year is Awesome God. Everybody say, Awesome God. What an awesome God that we serve. Can we just honor our awesome God? today. Awesome God. And let's prepare for, you know, prepare for that. Prepare our hearts for, you know, for what God is about to do for this year. I also read something that surprised me. And this particular article said, you know, what time of the year do you think, you know, when more wedding proposals are given? You know, I really thought it was Valentine's Day. But according to this article, more wedding proposals are actually said or given during New Year's Day. So for those of you who would like to propose in five days' time, it's the best time to propose. It's a new year. New opportunity. New things. You know, new things give us an opportunity to start over. Maybe, you know, if you have a new job, it means that you have challenge to do things. Yeah, it's new, but at least you're New boss, don't know your failures in the past or don't know your weakness in the past. You know, it's a fresh start. New beginnings. And have you ever wondered what life would be if you start all over again? And you start a clean slate, all mistakes from the past gone. Sounds good. But that is exactly what God gives us when we enter into a personal relationship with him. And I cannot overemphasize this thing more than the new year that's coming. I believe that God wants to bring new things in us, our relationship with Him. 
And I believe that some of you who are watching need to experience this new life in Christ. Many of us have this already. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you enter into a personal relationship with Christ, as in like anyone, all things will be new. And what this is saying is no matter what your past may have been, no matter how many times you've messed up, no matter what sin you've committed, your slate is wiped clean. All things have passed away. We have a new covenant with God. And with the new covenant comes forgiveness. Praise God. How many of you are glad that God is not counting our sins against us? Amen. There is new forgiveness. The new covenant presents Christ's work done for the sinner and not the work of the sinner for God. Amazing. And this new covenant says their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. I'm going to wipe it clean. You know, Charles Spurgeon said this, and i like to quote. Charles Spurgeon said, It is not do and live, but live and do. We think not of merit and reward, but of free grace producing holy practice as the result of gratitude. What law could not do, grace has accomplished. The only way that we can actually have new lives is because of the grace of God. The Bible is not a story about the triumph of human accomplishment. It is about God's accomplishment for humankind. The foundation is being made new. The Lord Jesus has set before us a new way of life which grows out of this new covenant. And we dare not say that we have actually obeyed the Ten Commandments or we did this for the Lord or we read our Bible or we prayed today. It's not about what we can do. It's all about faith. Amen. It's by faith, by God's amazing grace. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. It cannot be more simple than this. New beginnings. New life. When Jesus said, Behold, I am making all things new, it means new covenant, new way of life, new grace, new creation, or a new you. Not who you, but new you. And there's only one hero in this story. God himself. You know, it's a story which is our story. It's a different kind of story. It's a story of unexpected miracles, inconceivable outcomes, and even unbelievable second chances. And how many of you are glad that God gave us not just a second chance, but a third chance, a fourth chance, a lot of different chances? God makes all things new. It's a story of ordinary people becoming caught up in extraordinary events because of this extraordinary, awesome God that we serve. Isaiah 43 talks about this. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold. Everybody say behold. You know when you talk about behold, behold means to, uh, to pay attention to, to hold on to, to look with intent. Behold. I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a new way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. My last point is this, new opportunities. New opportunities. God's giving us a new year, new beginnings, and new opportunities. Ephesians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul wrote about this and reminded the church 
to be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How many of you would agree with me on that? The days are dark. But there's a new opportunity for the light to shine in the darkness. There's an opportunity for the church to become salt and light. There's an opportunity for us to declare the goodness and the faithfulness of God. We're not to throw away that opportunity. We're to seize the moment. We're to maximize every opportunity given to us by God. And I believe that the moment that God saved us and the moment that God made us new, He made us new for a purpose. He didn't just make us new so that we can go to heaven. He made us new for a purpose here on earth. To make every opportunity and make every moment count. And as God gave us a new beginning, He also gave us a new mandate. People will actually notice that you have changed. This new life that He has given to us will usher in a new way of living. Have you actually wondered how you have been changed? Not by your willpower, but by the Spirit of God. How many of you have actually changed? For the better, please raise your hand. Sino sa inyo nagbago na? Hindi na kayo nakilala ng you know, parents nyo, hindi na kayo nakilala ng asawa nyo. Even your dogs don't recognize you anymore because you've changed. You know, there's something that's new that God did inside of you. This new life brings about a new way of living. You know, your words have been renewed. Your thoughts have been made new. Before, you've been thinking all the time of negative thoughts. But now, you've been hopeful. You've been in faith. You're thinking about positive things. And people around you will notice your change. We see a lot of people transform. Transform parents. Transform spouses. Change children. Transform siblings and friends, you know. And I believe that as people would see you transform and, and change, you know, it's an opportunity for you to just declare, you know, it's not me that changed myself. It's the Holy Spirit that changed us. God will change even our priorities. He will set us straight. You know, one realization that we have for 2020 is, you know, how simple life can be. And we found, found the, the most important things that matter in life. We realize that family matters. You know, we've been stuck at home. You know, this priority is a bit different now. Your, your world changed. You know, having a new car is nice, right? But then you realize when we were in lockdown that no one is driving in the streets. You know, buying new clothes is nice. But then this lockdown actually brought us home. We work from home. Children are now doing distance learning. In fact, when we have Zoom meetings, we actually wore nice stuff with shorts, you know, and slippers. Nobody knows. What's important really is our relationship our relationship with God, our relationship with people. We discovered and we discovered relationships. We became closer with one another. 
And I want us to take this opportunity to lead others to Christ. New opportunities. Maybe 2021 is the year when your parents will experience this new life. Maybe 2021 will be a year wherein your siblings, your, your children, your friends, your office mates, or even your boss would hear about the good news coming from you. Make the most out of every opportunity. And my prayer is that we will begin this new year, that we may be steadfast, that we may be consistent with our walk with God. Indeed, 2021 will be a year of new discoveries. And three action points I want us to just bring home. First, be hopeful. Be hopeful. Don't ever give up on your dreams. Be hopeful. Second is be ready, be alert, be sober-minded. Always be in prayer. And thirdly, be expectant. May we expect new things from God. Expect great things from God. This year, 2021, I believe God is in the, you know, not habit. Yeah, He's in the habit. He's making all things new for us. My last point before we pray is this. In Jesus, all things become new. Praise God. And if you are in Christ, I believe all things is new. Can we just bow our heads right now as we come to a close? In fact, I just feel like praying for those who have not yet given their life to the Lord Jesus Christ yet. And I want to take this opportunity. I know that we have taken a little bit of time here. But if you are watching from your homes, or maybe you're here attending in the center, if you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ yet, He promised to make all things new for you. And He wants to clean your slate. He wants to give you a new life. He wants to give you a new hope and a new future. And it's all about you putting your faith in His finished work on the cross. And if you want to receive that, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Would you do that? Just pray along with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner needing a Savior. Thank you for going to the cross and give your life so that I can be saved and my sins forgiven. I confess that Jesus is my Lord and I believe that He is raised from the dead. Therefore, today, I'm certain that I have a new life and I am made new in Christ. Thank you, Father, for your promise of salvation and eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Give you a lot of hand for all those people who prayed. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamang.church.